Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of Busy Nations. Dhando takko rokdo. I am Abhishek and I have my host Ritika with me. Hi everyone. This week has been very eventful for India as it uh, failed again to reach to any settlement in the Doha round of negotiations as India and Brazil walked away. Yeah, but Brazil has claimed a victory over US after uh-huh. uh, WTO upheld many of Brazil's complaints over subsidies paid to cotton farmers. WTO is a platform where rules of world trade can be discussed and negotiated. So whatever yeah. rules they make, that is for all the member countries to follow. There are around uh, 150 members currently. They each have a veto over any deal that has mm-hmm. to be done. and then they keep negotiating on new rules of trade to be decided that's right i think that is one of the reasons why it has taken so long for the doha negotiations to finally come to some settlement yes this this goes back to early 90s when the economies opened up with a view that goods and services should flow across borders and all mm. but then over time like china started underselling or maybe they just had a competitive edge so that hurt the domestic trade structure of countries like india and brazil so then uh, there was a committee that was set up in doha to settle this dispute so that uh, the globalization ka jo pura funda hai it, it, mm-hmm. it includes all the poor nations as well and trade barriers right. are restricted but i feel the i mean the main basis of the talks that had started in doha was because of the dispute between developed countries countries like us and uk on one side and uh-huh. countries like india and brazil on the other side yes okay picture this okay now be an audience to me for the next minute okay it's a conversation between india america <clears throat> brazil and the european union hmm. the main problem is we know it's about the subsidies the americans having showered upon too many subsidies on the american farmers right so now india is talking to us uh, says the uh, us cotton prices in the world have halved and your subsidies to your farmers have doubled right. and also for example if it costs you 1 dollar to make 1 kg of cotton your mm. farmers can afford to sell it at 60 cents which is much below the cost of production so mm. our farmers cannot match those prices so they are suffering so then us responds okay india i hear you so uh, here's the deal we'll reduce the farm subsidies for you guys but you have to reduce your tariffs as well on special products like wheat rice onion and all that mm. so that our farmers can also benefit So then India says, uh, "Are you kidding me? Our farmers are dying. We have our own problems. And I know it's not because of globalization, but the argument works in my favor. So I just put it in." And European Union, from the other end, which is sitting calmly, says to America that India is right that you are too unrealistic in demanding tariff cuts from India, and in return you are reducing your subsidies for your farmers only by little. And then Brazil is telling India that, "Remember me. I am there with you because I am your biggest trading partner. Don't sign the deal because it is not in our favor." So everyone knows, like India, Brazil on one side, and the European Union and the Americans on the other, that there is a deadlock, and that there is no deal possible. And it is not only, I mean, it is not only in the area of farming. Mm-hmm. US and EU have been accused of extending unfair subsidies to Airbus and Boeing. Right. And there is another bone of contention that major developed countries have with developing countries is that copyrights are not protected in countries like China or India and Brazil. Uh-huh. So there is a case that developed nations also have the strong case against the developing countries that 
uh, our companies pay so much on patents etc but they mm-hmm. are not respected in your countries so i think that's why ranvax is not getting the permission to make a generic <laughs> drug for yeah. lipid or mm-hmm. the largest selling cholesterol drug there right. so yeah the, the patent thing but what if the doha fails doha round fails like according to me india has got nothing much to lose because it is part of the asean and the asean the 10 countries and mm-hmm. sub का अपने अपने में सेटिंग है सो दे ट्रीटीज or right. uh, us and mexico like like us and mexico have a trade agreement so so then what is the solution then if the indian farmers uh, are no, not see, any, the no, see uh, the thing yeah. is that wto is a democratic process and hmm. now like in any democracy as you can see in our own country mm-hmm. any kind of decision you have to make is really slow because you need a vote from all the people so mm-hmm. until that happens all these bilateral treaties are anyways there i don't think that we should just give up on it that it's never going to happen that's true and kamal nath has to say this about uh, doha's negotiations which are on since the past 6 years so he's saying uh, doha round as it stands today is between intensive care unit and the crematorium so yeah. it's, it's it's never going to have uh, any that's right and you know that if you think that such trade talks happen mm-hmm. very politely over a table and sab aake wahan pe chai pani peete it seems that is not the case Yeah, okay. because there was a story that i had read that people there you know they slam their fists and over the table and they behave aggressively uh-huh. and they have their own share of bullies where they fight mm-hmm. uh, for their country and all that and okay. it seems that there are small countries who will block proposals of bigger countries like us and uk they uh-huh. are threatened that the support that is given to your country programs uh, so like if us has promised india that we are going to uh, we are going to sanction so much money to you and build school and hospitals etc in your country right. and if we go there and vote against us they will tell us that see if you are going to do that then you can say tata bye bye to all the money we are giving you for development uh-huh. so these kind of things <laughs> happen a lot since you said that Kamalnath was late for the Doha round one of those days because he was busy watching the World Cup. So very similar to uh, how the corporate world functions. I think they have taken a leaf out of uh, what happens uh, out there. Uh, for example, very recently Rupert Murdoch's uh, News Corp took over Dow Jones, which was owned by um, Bancroft, which was a very big acquisition for five billion dollars. Yeah, and it has also ended a century long of family ownership of mm-hmm. Dow Jones by Bancroft. and uh, rupert murdoch uh, agreed to many measures to safeguard wachit uh, janal ka editorial freedom yeah. so it's like they are very very particular about that because there are many consumers of business reporting like you and me out there they have too much money at stake to have their news interfered with people like uh, murdoch right because earlier actually bancroft had said no to uh, yes, yes, sell it to rupert because they feared that the quality of paper and its independence uh-huh. may suffer because rupert has a history of pushing his agenda through his <laughs> publications and right. doing deals that involves his business uh, yes. interest but then i think what worked in his favor was that um, bankrupt realized that advertising money is moving from print to the internet 
and also they knew ki very recently uh, chandler family hmm. had to work very very hard to get a good price for the tribune company the owner of the los angeles times and chicago tribune and uske upar se isne 5 million dollar rakha which was more than a mouth watering offer yeah he has uh, given them dollar 60 per share which is uh-huh. 65% over the present value of dow jones shares so it's like wow. a very very good deal and pearson and ge were also in the run pearson yes, which owns the uh, financial times and an economist that's correct yeah so and they did not they did not you know uh, want to give it away to ge even if they had matched the price because yeah. uh, you know ge ka culture right they would have taken a very ruthless view on underperformance and ge already owns cnbc which is a rival to fox news it's not fox news which is a competitor to cnbc currently but nordog uh-huh. has plans to launch a business themed cable news channel in us and which is okay. going to directly compete with cnbc so this acquisition of a wall street journal was uh-huh. of big importance to murdoch in this sense because it will get a jump start in terms of resources and content but then uh, cnbc has a contract with dow jones for uh, resource and content till uh, 2012 so now oh. murdoch will have to see and find a way to work through this deal and if murdoch buys dow jones and dow jones is giving content to cnbc hmm. till 2012 hmm. then isn't there a conflict of interest with among the three of them yeah but when it has signed the deal at that time it did not have ah, any okay. meaning that uh, true but <laughs> it yeah. is going to in fact how rupert murdoch actually worked through this whole deal it seems mm-hmm. like some 3 4 months ago he had given a statement that Uh, where he had said that that he thinks that uh, Wall Street Journal is a very uh, wonderful brand and uh, it has got significant uh, world and national news, but I don't think that I will ever be able to get it because I don't think they'll ever sell it to me. This was ah. his statement. So it was like you know he was trying to develop a false sense of security among Bancroft family and the Wall Street Journal, and slowly and cunningly, like a fox, he <laughs> came and then he acquired. So that's oh. my doc for you. And he's seventy-six. He should be gardening uh, in his uh, private garden, and he's <laughs> playing catch-catch with his grandchildren. But then he's out there playing hot ball. Somebody had given him an advance to start writing his autobiography, and he said, "Oh, that's too soon. Yeah, I'm not ready for an autobiography right. yet." <laughs> and so, uh, if Dow Jones has been taken over by News Corp, one of its rival routers mm-hmm. has started Routers Market Light initiative to reach the rural community in India. Nowadays, we everywhere we see that everybody is out to target the rural community. So, so what will they do? I mean, Marathi, Hindi news, or what? Yeah, they are kind of they are building a platform and uh, they'll sell information to a rural community on harvesting, selling, sowing, oh. what are the crop prices, what the weather update, That's how cool. the weather is going to change. Yeah, so all uh-huh. agricultural related news, and this will be via SMS. It's okay. already yeah, it's it's already launched in Maharashtra. you know last week we just spoke about how mobile penetration in rural india is revolutionizing hmm. the information dissipation etc in india and if no one had thought 10 years ago that you know mobile phone will go rural then uh-huh. no one had thought even a couple of years ago that bpo will ever go rural but it has happened and it seems there is a firm called as sai seva business solutions which is puttaparthi that is the name of the place in andhra pradesh where it has started okay. puttaparthi uh-huh. where this uh, rural based bpo has started 
and it conducts a wide range of uh, non core back office operations so oh, so how is it different from uh, normal bpo in the city no it is not at all different the only thing hmm. is that most of the bpos that are set up in urban areas uh-huh. they have easy access to to human resources so, and they have got all the infrastructure already there and they are big companies so right. setting up bpos right in the rural heartland with uh-huh. encourage people who stay over there to continue finding jobs in their own villages instead of them being compelled to relocate uh, okay. to urban areas and leave their families behind so, so then it's there are two advantages one is mm-hmm. that your uh, migration or kya bolte hain usko right. migration from rural to urban uh, cities is yes. reduced by a big margin mm-hmm. and the infrastructure which is already crumbling in the metropolitan cities is saved that that part is saved yes exactly HDFC Bank has signed a outsourcing deal with this BPO Sai Seva Business Solutions. Yeah, HDFC is in news for many reasons. Very recently, Carlyle Group took a stake in HDFC with Citicorp as one of the partners, and Deepak Parekh is a man behind all this. His one of his friends, Kishore Biani, is also making. Who's in uh, Mumbai? He has recently planned uh, to move his future group, diversifying into future TV or future media. That's right. The TV is called as uh, Future TV, and it will be aired at future group stores like Big Bazaar, Pantaloon, Central uh-huh. Stores, etc. This man has also ventured into a partnership with Talwalkers, the with Jim Kahana, mm-hmm. Talwalkers, yeah. who have been doing this for good seventy years. the yeah, same gym that you're trying to join for a long uh, time for a long time yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's called talwalkers pantaloon fitness private limited so they'll have swimming pools spas gyms because uh, kishor biani thinks that india is moving towards uh, what they call health and beauty and wellness and all that yes. so is that big thing future media has also started a print magazine called as my world which is targeted oh. at women and they are going to earn a huge chunk of their revenue from the mm-hmm. advertisement which is which will be there in magazines like my world and their future tv the reason why uh, future group is coming out with its own tv and own print magazine because they believe that a big chunk of their revenues is going mm-hmm. to come out of advertising in such media it is following the footsteps of uh, walmart and tesco who do a lot of in-store advertising in fact uh, they have different price points for uh, advertising at different levels like if you if you have a tv uh, near cash counter uh-huh. then the ads that will be displayed at at those tv which will be costlier than anywhere else in the store because so, that is the longest that is exactly. in the store yeah yeah that okay. wow. so now and i think after few days you know there will be no differentiation left between what a company does which what industry i mean it will be all everything yes. will be together yeah, i think that is one of the reasons why he uh, published his autobiography around some two months ago he is very young hmm. unlike rupert murdoch but uh, he said he wanted to tell the story of retail because he's moving out now so he's no more the retail baron of india so he's diversified in that sense okay so moving on to the next section that we have and i have we have named it as the buzz section because it is based on the market rumors aha i don't know what <laughs> okay so we've named it already cool okay aha uh-huh. so the first buzz is about a small rumor that uh, google is coming up with its own brand of mobile phone series to be called g phones ah uh, right 
But then, uh, they already have partnered with Apple to produce uh, services like uh, Mail and Google Earth Maps, right, iPhone handset. Yeah. So then, uh, isn't there a clash or what? It will still be producing uh, mobile phones and giving yeah, the services. Google is not as such confirmed to these reports. As I said, it is just a uh, buzz. But based on two rumors. <laughs> yeah, based on two rumors. But yeah. it seems that it has been working with various phone makers and content providers. So yeah. that uh, it basically warns that its services uh, should be provided to all its users, independent of which mobile handset they are using or which content provider they are using. So it okay. seems that they are working out a plan for their own handset. And the second buzz... <laughs> <laughs> what is buzz, is it? Yeah, it is buzz. <laughs> okay, huh. huh. Yeah. Is that huh. Japanese car maker Nissan uh-huh. is uh, unveiling a new technology which is going to detect whether a driver has been drinking or not. So next yes. time I'm telling you, Abhishek, that... You Before you... <laughs> Uh, I think you understood. <laughs> Come on, do your homework. The when was the last time I? Okay, yeah, but the, they have a mounted camera hmm. near the rear view mirror, which does an eye scan. Right. And uh, if you are drowsy, then there is a voice message that message that says, "Please do not die" or something like that. Yeah, and it, they they have order sensors in the in the car, and so huh? that so that your breath can be monitored. And they have detectors to analyze perspiration of the pumps. And if ah. this, and if the car thinks that you have drunk too much, then it <laughs> will not start. <laughs> okay. So artificial intelligence. Okay. Yeah. So the first car will be gifted to Salman Khan by default in India. Oh yes, <laughs> very true, very true. Okay. And as a parting note, uh, Arun has uh, sent us a small story saying that uh, UTI. Has changed its name to Axis, and he wanted mm-hmm. us to talk about it. UTI, the Unit Trust of India, asked bank to pay royalty because mm-hmm. it was using the name UTI. UTI. So UTI bank said, "Oh no, no, we don't have the money. We'll we might as well rebrand it and call it something." So they've called it Axis Bank. Yes, that is that is a true thing. Uh, yeah, that is not based on true rumors. That is based yeah. on true story. All right, uh, that's about it from uh, this episode of Busy Nation. Uh, log on to www.theindicast.com and leave your comments there. We would like to know what you think about the Doha round, which is very complicated. And uh, and a new car by Nissan. Uh, <laughs> and how many of you are going to get affected by that? Leave your comments there. Uh, and listen to Tekka Masala as well, hosted by Anand and uh, Aditya. That's about it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.